All right, welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about what to do after you overeat, right? This is so important because you're gonna overeat. And right off the bat, we wanna recognize that your weight mastery and your weight loss has more to do with how you respond to mistakes and how you overeat than it does you being perfect starting tomorrow all the way to your goal weight. So really, right off the bat, the, the whole process is a different one. I know I say this all the time, but it's important that you keep being reminded of this. So that when you overeat, what we want to do is you want to utilize it. You want to learn from it, right? That's the most important piece. Now, typically when people overeat, they do one of two things. They either go into denial mode and they just push it out of their mind and say, I'm never going to do that again, or they beat themselves up about it. And the problem with both of those is that it doesn't help you create new behaviors or to change in the future. Um, obviously, you put it out of your mind. You're not thinking of any solution. You're just ignoring it. Um, and if you beat yourself up, what you're doing is you're replaying the mistake over and over in your mind. You know, you say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have eaten those cookies. You shouldn't have done that. But in your mind, you're imagining yourself doing the thing you don't want to do. And so that's literally reinforcing it subconsciously. So the alternative I'm going to put out here for you is beneficial in a lot of ways. Now, the big one is that it's going to help you learn and create new strategies. That's the most important piece. But it's also going to remove a lot of the pressure around and stress around making the wrong choice. You know, a lot of people, again, with their all or nothing diet mentality, they subconsciously have a bunch of anxiety and fear about making a mistake. Because again, it's that all or nothing thing. And as soon as they make a mistake, well, now they're off, off track. Now I'm off the wagon. Okay, so we want to get rid of that. We want to get rid of that energy. We want to get rid of that mindset. And we do it by knowing ahead of time, having the strategy, the core strategy of how you're going to master your weight is that, you know, you're and expect you're going to make mistakes. You're going to overeat. You're going to choose the wrong foods because that's what you've been doing. But if you're starting your weight loss journey, that's what you've been doing. You know, it's going to change one day into a completely different person. You know, so you're going to make mistakes. You know, you want to make as few of them as possible, sure, but they're going to happen. And so we have a strategy ready to go for when we make one. And the strategy I want to suggest to you is really the cornerstone of my Program Yourself Thin program. And it's that you learn from the mistakes, okay? And so in that way, we reduce the stress and the anxiety about, um, about when we overeat. And most importantly is we learn a better strategy we can use in that situation the next time it may arise, okay? And so what you want to do is, I'll give you, we call this the redo and rehearsal technique in, um, in, the, in the program, but this is the redo part. So after you've overeaten, what you can do is you can ask yourself, now again, this works better a bit after the overeating, you know, like 15 minutes at least, you know, give yourself a little bit of, you know, space between there. But then what you do is you say to yourself, ah, I don't want to eat like that. I don't like eating like that a little bonus step, you can kind of connect to the feeling after you've overeaten or eaten the wrong foods. And you say to yourself, I don't like to eat like that. And you can say, knowing what I know now, what what could I have done differently? You know, if I could put myself back in time, knowing what I know now, being a better version of myself, a more calm, relaxed version of myself in that scenario, what would I have done differently? How could I have done that differently? And by asking this question, you start to come up with solutions. You start to come up with new strategies. You start to understand why you ate that way in the first place. You know, so often we just look at, well, I didn't have the willpower. I didn't want it bad enough. I'm too weak. You know, we, we make it a character issue, you know, instead of you probably weren't set up for success. You probably got overwhelmed by emotion. You know, something triggered you. And then you kind of went into this mode and, and ate everything. Okay. And so instead we want to look back at it and say, listen, I love you, Jim. It's okay. <laughs> it's supportive, nurturing voice. It's all right. We're looking to do something here. It's going to take some time and some practice. Let's look back though. Kind of like, like in football, right? They always look back at the game film and, and learn from it. So what, what, what was going on there? What, what mood was I in when I decided to eat like that when I made that food choice? And as we start to understand that, we start to ask questions. Oh, okay. I was angry. I, I was pissed off. You know, someone cut me off at traffic. I was in a bad mood and I said, screw it. I don't care. I'm going to eat a pizza, you know? Okay. So when I get angry, I kind of turn towards food. What else can I do in that situation? Does the food really help me reduce that anger? You know, what are other ways I can do it? And so again, I don't want you to get caught up on the specifics of what I'm saying. I want you to recognize the process that I'm saying, because the process can be applied every time you make a poor food decision or a decision that's not bringing the direction of your goals. And we look back on it, we understand, okay, how did this happen? A lot of times what you're gonna find out is you weren't prepared. You didn't have healthy foods available to you. 
you know, so you went with the old option. Um, you'll find that you just were kind of going along with what you always do. And so you need the time to find, um, you need to take the time outside of that situation to come up with some better strategies. You know, I'll make sure I'll prepare my food. I'll go to this place to eat. They got healthier options. Um, I won't let myself get too hungry. I was way too hungry and I couldn't control my eating. So we start to uncover the reasons why you're making poor food choices. And once you understand those reasons, then you can go to work on resolving them genuinely. Okay. Cause there's always a positive reason behind what you're doing, even if it's a negative behavior. And so the more effectively you can identify what the reason is of why you're eating that way, the more you can find alternate solutions. And this is so important because this isn't a willpower approach where we're just trying to stop ourselves. It becomes a process where we're finding better strategies to truly make ourselves happy, you know, inside and out in the moment um, and long-term. So when you overeat, stop beating yourself up. It doesn't help you at all. Um, don't just put it out of your head. Start looking back on it and asking yourself, if I could go back in time knowing what I know now and I could just be the person I want to be. There's a bit more to this redo technique. I don't, I've, it's hard to explain. It's just a short, short training here. Um, but this is just kind of some of the gist of it. Um, if I go back there, I could be calm and relaxed and connected to my goals. What other ways could I have gone through that situation? And by asking that question again, you, you focus your brain on the solutions and you're going to start to stack up solutions that work for you. Now, you know, sometimes you get solutions that won't work. Okay. But a lot of times you start getting solutions that do work, but most importantly, it puts you onto a solution oriented mindset path. And that is how you start to develop the strategies and, um, the ways of being that allow you to truly master your weight. All right. And you do it through learning from your mistakes. Your mistakes are your greatest teachers. So learn those lessons. Okay. Don't, don't ignore them, right? There's very valuable lessons to be learned from the mistakes you make. All right. So I hope this helps you out. Um, so I saw some, I saw some questions flowing by I will get those questions right now. Um, so let's see, Lenny asked, asked your question. If you didn't ask it yet, um, Julie says this program makes eating, losing weight very easy without much struggle. Thank you, Jill. Yeah, I'm glad you were killing it with it. Um, alcohol. Yep. What do you want to know about alcohol? Um, hey, Miss Independent, how are you doing? Um, I think it's hate me, alcohol, I know. Lenny is bad as junk food. Um, good job, I actually like what you were saying. Oh, thank you, David. <laughs> don't yell, am I yelling? Uh, I get frustrated when I eat healthy and don't see results. Okay, Jacqueline, that's a good one. Um, that happens so often, and that gets to a core kind of diet mindset problem where you know, when it comes to weight loss, people are so, let me fix, I feel like I'm jammed up against this. There we go. Um, when it comes to weight loss, people are so conditional, right? So it's like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll eat better, but I better start losing weight in a couple days, you know, or a couple weeks, so I better do that. And so we have to, I always suggest that you have to almost make the weight loss secondary, you know? I know that sounds weird, but when we make weight loss the primary thing we're focusing on, it's you're setting yourself up for failure because your weight loss is unpredictable. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you're a woman, different times of the month, all the rest of it. Um, there's just different, you know, factors going on in, in time frame. So if all you make that you're focusing on is the weight, it's almost guaranteed you're going to fail because even if you start losing weight, it's not going to be as much as you expected. It's just, it's almost a guaranteed path to failure. So the alternative is that you start focusing on other things. I like to focus on the process. So if I start eating healthier foods, I look at the process of, okay, how did I eat healthier foods? Was it that hard? No, it kind of worked. I, I weaved it in. I enjoyed it. It wasn't too hard to get the stuff. Um, it was good. I felt good after I ate it. I was proud of myself. I was happy with myself. Super. And in my mind, I'm like, I know three months of that, six months, a year of that sort of behavior, I know it's going to affect my weight. And so I stay focused on the process. How can I make it better? How can I make it easier? How can I make it more enjoyable? How can I recognize more of the benefits? Mental, emotional benefits, in addition to the physical weight loss, and other physical benefits. You know, maybe you feel lighter, maybe you feel more energized, maybe you sleep better. The mental and emotional ones are, when you make that healthy choice, you have a better self-image, you have more positive thoughts. Hey, look at me, great job, nice. You did that, it wasn't too hard. You can keep that going. Um, the emotions that go with it, feeling proud, feeling successful, feeling happy, you know? So there's so much benefit you get out of eating healthy right away, in addition to the weight loss that, that comes at some point in the future, but it's unpredictable. So again, you got to reframe yourself. You got to refocus yourself on all the other benefits you get out of eating healthy um, besides weight. 
that's how you set yourself up for success because the weight, it's just, it's unpredictable. And so if that's the only thing you're measuring things on, it's even if you're, I've seen people like, again, cause you have crazy ideas in your mind about weight loss because we've all been just like inundated with weight loss commercials our whole lives. And they're always promising fast weight loss. And so the idea in your mind is over-exaggerated and it's certainly over-exaggerated. I've seen people that start losing two, three pounds a week. And then the second month they're losing one to two and now they're all discouraged. So everything's relative, you know, to our experience and to all the, all the bullshit from the diets we've seen. And so you have got to start right from the beginning, refocusing yourself. You, you've got to do it because otherwise you're just going to get discouraged. And I don't know any solution to just focus on your weight and watch the weight go down and stay motivated. It just, it rarely works. And here's the other thing. If you just focus on the weight going down, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure long-term because at some point the weight stops going down. And so if you haven't trained yourself to focus on all the other benefits you get out of this, because I get this all the time, my clients in the program, they're like, oh my God, I've been eating better. It's like, I've been feeling great and everything's going awesome and I'm sleeping better and I have more energy and I'm happier with myself and like, I feel better, you know, throughout the day, but I haven't lost any weight. So, <sighs> you know what I mean? And then they're all discouraged, but they go for like five minutes about all the, all the wonderful things that they've been experiencing from it. But then because they haven't lost any weight, they're like, but I don't know. And so I get it's frustrating. Like I understand that, but you have to recognize that this is it's the same process you always go through. And so you have to find other things to focus on. And really the foundational belief under that is that you have to believe in your mind that if I eat healthy consistently for the next year, I know my weight's going to change, you know, and um, focus on the short-term effects of it. Um, I think calories matter too. Yeah, calories definitely matter too. Um, hi there, eating for comfort. Yeah, eating for comfort. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, emotional eating, I always kind of say the same stuff and that's, that's, listen, if you're struggling with weight, it's almost guaranteed there's an emotional eating component to it, right? Cause if you're only eating for nourishment you eat to nourish yourself and then you stop, you know? So there's always some emotional component to weight issues. And, um, it, it's, it's what we want to do is we want to recognize, we don't want to just stop emotional eating. We want to recognize what emotions am I eating for to feel or what emotions am I eating to not feel? And once you recognize the specifics of that, then you can go to work on saying, um, how can I feel comfort? And, and I would get more specific with what you mean by comfort, physical comfort, mental, emotional comfort, from what? The more specific you get in articulating the comfort you're seeking, the more specific you can get in the solutions and ways to actually experience that. Um, because if you zoom out a little bit, you'll realize that while the food definitely distracts you from feeling discomfort for a little while, if you zoom out, you'll start to realize that 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 eating for comfort is probably creating more discomfort in your life than it's re resolving, you know? Um, so again, it's a reframe of how you look at it and uh, realizing that the food's not really making you comfortable as much as it's distracting you from feeling dis you know, uncomfortable for a little while, you know? Um, I used to as well. This program really stopped that. Super job, Jill. Um, I had a bad couple of days off. I've been eating unhealthy food knowing they make me feel after. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. Like, knowing how they make you feel after is one thing. One one suggestion I'd make for you is that after you have overeaten or eaten the wrong food is to take a moment and sit quietly with yourself. Because knowing that food doesn't make you feel good is one thing. Actually experiencing it's a whole different thing. You know, it's kind of like if I told you about a roller coaster I went on. Well, there's me describing it. And no matter how vivid details I get, there's a huge difference between me describing it to you and you being on that roller coaster, right? So when you overeat, again, this goes right back to what I was just saying, you want to learn from that experience, you know, and you want to connect. That's been one of those powerful things I did. That's why I don't mind when I overeat because I utilize it. And so I'll sit with myself quietly. And I'll say, what is the effect of that food? That's harder to breathe. I feel uncomfortable, I heartburn. I don't feel good. It's, it's not a good state, you know, and I connect to it. And um, so next time I'm thinking about eating that way, I'm not just saying, oh, I shouldn't do that. I'm connecting to the consequence of that behavior. And a lot of times that, that helps me eat better. Um, what do you think of 70 hard for 75 hard for a beginner? Um, I don't like it. I don't like 75 hard. I don't like that stuff, but that's me. Okay. There's no right or wrong. There's only what's for you, but I'm up for um, lifetime easy. <laughs> that's my program. I think I just got the name of it. I want to do lifetime easy. You know, I, I don't want it to be hard. I don't want it to be for 75 days. I want to live the rest of my life at my goal weight in the easiest way possible. 
the most fun way possible. So that's what I think. Because um, if I'm going to put any time into anything, you know, that 75 hard stuff, it's like people go out of their minds to do it. And then you get to day 76 and you don't do it at all. You know, and, and everything you did for those 75 days really doesn't translate into what you do after. So I've done tons of challenges, you know, and so for me, they don't work. So it might be different for you, but if you're a beginner, that, that would not be, because I feel like it's so much energy that you could put into creating a long-term lifetime sustainable plan, <laughs> you know, rather than doing something for 75 days that you're never going to want to maintain and keep up. Um, this independence, I was doing great. Now I'm sad because I had a setback. So frustrating. I work hard every day. I've been consistent for years, lost so much. So need to get back together. Um, you know, I know, I know it's sad, but again, I would trade sad for learning every time, you know? Um, the setbacks are just part of life and they are frustrating. Like I'm not, I'm not you know, I acknowledge your feelings. I, I understand that. Um, but, and, and, and so feel whatever feelings you want to feel, but as quick as you can, I want to get to learning. How did that happen? Geez, I was doing so well and then I had some setbacks. How did those setbacks happen? You, you know, this comes from a completely different foundation because, you know, and, and so a lot of stuff I'm saying here, I don't know if it makes sense because... I'm in a completely different mental paradigm, a different mindset. Most people are in a diet mindset. And that diet mindset is you, you have a consciousness, subconscious mind. The diet mindset is you're gonna consciously willpower, force yourself to act different. You're fighting against your subconscious programs. And so the setbacks feel like like character flaws. They feel like um, you know personality failures, you, you know what I mean, to yourself. And I don't look at it like that. I, do, I look at everything like I'm using my conscious mind to program my subconscious mind to do the things that are going to keep me at my goal weight. And so when I make mistakes, I don't say, oh, you, you're a shitty person, Jim. You don't even want it. There you go again, you loser. You, you failed again. You know, all the negative stuff that people say inside their head. I say, oh, Jesus, what, what happened there? I want to be healthy and happy and eating that way is not going to do it. I don't, I don't want to eat that way. What was going on there? No, you were really hungry. You were tired. You were pissed off. You were in a bad mood. You didn't have the food available. There's a reason, you know? And um, again, in, my, in the program, I was talking about like, there's reasons and excuses. And so if I say the same shit every single day, it starts to become an excuse. But I genuinely believe, like, I want to be at my goal weight. And so if I eat in a way that doesn't bring me towards that, there must have been a reason. And I want to understand what that reason is and resolve it. And that approach is really, that's been like, the main process has brought me to a place where I, I live, I've lived in my goal weight for 30 years. I one little blip and um, it's been 30 years at the same weight, no diets. I don't even work out. Um, it's all just through mastering my food and my lifestyle and my mindset, you know? And I do that by asking questions when I make mistakes. What, what was going on there? I, you know, again, you've got this, you've got this critical parent voice in your head that's always beating you up about every little mistake you make. It's not trying to help you understand anything. It's not trying to help you grow. It just makes you feel like shit. And what I've done is I've developed another voice in my head that's very encouraging and supportive. And so when I make mistakes, it's like this encouraging, supportive person in my life that comes in and says, hey, it's okay. You know what I mean? We're going to make mistakes. That's all right. Let's, let's figure out what happened here so we can avoid it next time. You know, what, what a rational approach. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I say it out loud. It's like, we just, it's always part of the program. So sometimes I lose sight of that, but it's like, what a better approach, you know what I mean? Than what you're probably doing in your head, you know, which is you think you're going to whip yourself into your body, you know? And, um, it's, it's, it hasn't worked and it's not going to work. It's fucking miserable. You know what I mean? It's an absolutely miserable way of being. And so you avoid it. You don't want to do it. And so what I'm, what I'm saying to you is the opposite is why be sad? You know what I mean? Like, like if you had a setback, what, what's the reason for it? You acknowledge it. Okay, let, let's grow from it. Let's keep going. And that that obsessive, consistent, solution-oriented focus is, it's the path. You, you know what I mean? That is the path. I'm always making mistakes, but I don't give a shit because I'm always learning from them and improving and growing and evolving, you know? And so it's a never-ending process of improvement and growth. And it's exciting and fun, you know? But but I, I like that it, it probably sounds like it's hard to believe that I'm talking about weight loss, right? Because your weight loss process is shitty it sucks that's why you don't want to do it you know it's fucking miserable you hate it <laughs> and that's why it's like you think about losing weight all day long but you never actually do anything to make it happen because the way you think you got to do it you don't want to do you don't want to do it tomorrow and you certainly don't want to do it for the rest of your life and that's the problem folks <laughs> you know what i mean that's why it's so hard thank you so much i'll definitely do that i appreciate you that same good good how to deal with guilt after a day of overeating. Yep. I've, I've kind of talked about this. Again, you learn from it. You know what I mean? There's, what, what's the guilt? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't see any guilt point. I just see shitty strategy. You know, that's, that's what I see. You overate, shitty strategy. 
Because what else? What is it? You're a guilty person? You're bad? You bad bad child? You a little child? Did bad thing? Is that what you are? You know better? You should have done it? Because I don't think you know better. I think the reason you keep overeating is because you fucking don't know better. That's the problem. You don't know how to think like a thin person. You don't know how to eat like a thin person, eat healthy consistently. You don't know how to do it. And you keep pretending like you do because you buy into the diet mindset where you're just going to force yourself to act differently. You know, I get on every day saying this stuff. You know what I mean? You, you buy into it or you don't. You know what I mean? That's up to you. But I mean, how long you've been trying to lose weight for with this real authoritarian approach with yourself? You know, how's it working? <laughs> you know, and I hope like when I articulate all this stuff, I hope it's lighting up light bulbs and say, oh my fucking God, no wonder I'm not losing weight. I'm a dick to myself. <laughs> I'm an asshole to myself. And so it's like, you feel like you're fighting yourself, right? Don't you feel like there's a part of you, two parts of you fighting? I keep trying to fight against myself to lose weight. Well, you are because you have this, this all of a sudden, all of a sudden you go on a diet and you get this real aggressive authoritarian voice that's going to control everything. And then this other person, what? It, it kind of rebels. And it also, it just doesn't know what to do. If you've been living as an overweight person for the last 20 years, like why would you wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden just be a thin person? What sense does that make? You know, if you never played the piano, like what what world would you wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden be able to play the piano? You know, it's, well, no, that's different, Jim. This is behavior. I know what to do. I'm just not going to eat. That's not, that's not how behavior works, you know? And that's another problem because your whole weight loss is built around what you're going to stop doing. And your subconscious mind doesn't understand what that means. It doesn't understand negatives. So you have to start focusing on what you're going to do. And you're never doing that. You just, oh, I know what to do. I just got to do it. No, you have to learn how to get yourself to do it. That's the game we're in. And you're not approaching it that way. You're approaching it like you're a robot. You should just do what you should do. You know? Anyways. So yeah, no guilt. No guilt. Let the, let the guilt go. And, cause, so let me, let me summarize it this way. Regardless of what the specific emotion you're feeling after you overeat is, um, the brain gives up pain for learning. And so if you can start looking at your, your overeating, your bad food choices, all the rest of it, and instead of like feeling guilty or beating yourself up or feeling ashamed or feeling frustrated or sad or whatever the emotion is, you look at it and you say, what the hell? What happened there? I, I want to eat well. What's going on there? How can I eat better in a situation? And you, it needs to be context specific too, okay? So you need to do this. Like you, cause you got different eating habits. You get the, the nighttime one where you sit on the sofa doing it. Um, the ones, you know, like, like in the afternoon when you're at the office, you're snacking. So you've got different patterns of overeating that you have. And so you need to kind of, you need to keep going at them spe with specific context. Um, going back and out, what, what can I have done differently? What can I do differently? And you'd be like a dog with a bone. You know what I mean? Every day, what can I do to make that better? And if you get into that mode, again, that's what we do in the program is a two minute technique where you do this every day. Um, and it becomes a cornerstone. It becomes an anchor to being solution oriented and finding real genuine solutions and strategies that work for you to eat better. And then we internalize them so they run automatically, you know? Um, is it possible if you don't want to eat something healthy, you may not be truly hungry? Um, yeah, Lisa, I love that idea. I, I, I buy into that very much so, um, that if you don't want to eat something healthy, you're not hungry. I, I love that idea a lot, and I believe that. And I use that myself, you know? Once I'm really hungry, I love a banana and, and fruit and salads and all that stuff. You know, when I'm just kind of like, nah, just like, cause think about it, right? Like the food now, it's like, it's not even food. It's really like entertainment a lot of the time. And so we're just like, we're bored. Oh, I'm going to eat something. You're not hungry at all. You know what I mean? Um, so anyways, I sorry if this family emailed you, it did not get any response. B Hanson. I don't know. I have not gotten your email. So email me again. Um, Jim at program yourself com. I'll check my spam filters, but, but email me quick and, and I'll take care of that for you. Okay. Um, would it be dangerous if I lose five kilograms in two weeks? I mean, would it be dangerous? I don't know, but would it be, what's the point? You know, cause how are you going to do that? I mean, to lose five kilograms in two weeks, you're basically going to stop eating, right? That's about 10 pounds, you know? Um, so, I mean, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, like, like what's the point of rapid weight loss? that's unsustainable. You'd have to tell me, I, I don't know what it is, but I don't see the point of doing that. Um, Jill says, I've lost 10 pounds in three weeks on this program. Okay, well, there you go. I guess she did it in a healthy way because I know Jill's doing great. Um, so I guess it is possible. Miss Independent, this is amazing. I'll definitely try that. Thank you. It helped me so much with your mindset. That's true. All of us are doing the same thing. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Independent. Uh, Jill said, that's it. This program makes you think like a thin person without even trying. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And Jill knows. Yeah, Jill's in the program. So the more you think like a thin person, the easier it is. Lisa's hello from Finland. First time in years I hear something that makes so much sense. And I'm a nurse. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I, yeah, the smartest people, you know, resonate most with this, you know, because it does make sense. You know what I mean? It's just common sense. 
which we don't hear, you know, again, I always say this stuff that like most people are like, so I'm a hypnotist, right? But most people are hypnotized by the diets, you know what I mean? To have a diet mindset and think like a dieter. And so, um, you know what I'm saying here, just, it makes sense, right? Cause I've, I've created a lot of this stuff working in the real world. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So I'm in the real world helping real people, um, lose weight. And, and so like the diets, it's always like, okay, here's the perfect plan. Now just follow it. You know, it, it just it feeds into this all or nothing mindset. And so me, I'm in the real world and um, I don't suggest you start off by being perfect. I think it's overwhelming to you. You know, I think that's why you can't stick with a plan because, you know, well, shit, it's Wednesday now. So you're not going to start until Monday now, right? now. So, okay, Monday is the day I'm going to start. And what are you going to do? It's going to be, you know, straight keto. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing intermittent fasting. I'm going to just stop eating 16 hours a day and a couple days a week. And it's like, it's this extreme plan. You're just going to try and do it. And it overwhelms you. It's too much, you know, and you can't stick with it. So you do it all for a little while and then you go back to doing nothing. And you keep flip-flopping between these for, for decades, most likely. And so, again, I always suggest you become all or something. You know, that's the secret um, to really mastering your weight. You're never going to be all. You're never going to be some perfect person. I don't know. Even I don't even know how someone thinks that. It's because you're in a trance. If you think you're just going to start on some Monday and just get to your goal weight, straight line of success, like, why do you think that? Have you ever done that? Do you know anyone that does that? Like, you know, this is crazy. Which, by the way, anyone on this, if you have not done it yet, go to my... Um, my bio, there's a link there. Click that link. Go get the hypnosis session. I'll give you a free hypnosis session. Um, once you get that, uh, it takes a little bit to send it to you. I bring you to a page. There's three steps to master your ways of training. I give you watch it, you know, about a half hour long, you know, but it'll change the way you think about weight, you know, and give you, again, a much more common sense, logical, practical approach. Right? <laughs> that is a struggle. I'm thin at the moment. That is a struggle. I'm thin at the moment at my goal weight, but still think like overweight me. No. Well, I appreciate you saying that, Miss Independent. I feel like I know what you're saying because that's why my program, it's an inside-out approach. We start with a new self-image. You know, you can't just like lose a bunch of weight and be the same you. That that makes no sense. You know what I mean? It, it's like it's like all of a sudden, if you, if you lost your arm, you, you're going to become a different version of yourself. I mean, it's the same you, like in one sense, but it's also a different version of you. And so as you be, go from being an overweight person in the world to a thin, healthy person, it's it's... They're two different versions of you, like, like completely. I was just thinking this yesterday. I was like, you know, if you're in America, 75% of the population is overweight or obese, okay? So the first thing you got to deal with is if you all of a sudden start eating healthy, right? Because we don't just get thin. We, we have to live and eat differently. And so all of a sudden, you've got to be willing to be weird. I would say I'm on the... People aren't like, oh man, you're great. You're eating healthy. That's awesome. You're at your goal weight. You're living healthy. That's awesome, man. Good for you. That's so great. That's awesome. That's not what they say. When I was first doing it, like, what are you, a health nut? What are you starting a cult? What's wrong? What are you weird? Oh, you don't eat sugar? You don't got to drink. Oh, you're not going to eat this? Oh, you're not going to eat meat? What? You, you look sick? <laughs> you know what I mean? All this negative shit coming at me because you're, you, you're weird in the context, you know? So, um, you know, you kind of got to get used to that. And so anyways, what I'm trying to get to is that really weight mastery. Anyone can lose weight for a little while. You know, lots of people lose weight for a little while, but they never change how they think of themselves, their self-image. Your physical body is a physical projection of your mental self, how you think about yourself. And so, I mean, again, I've done over 5,000 prior weight loss sessions and we always talk, they've always lost weight at some point, you know, and put it back on. I said, well, what happened? You know what I mean? You lost the weight, why didn't you keep it up? And I always hear, I didn't feel like myself. Lost the weight. That was fine, but I didn't feel like myself. I didn't know who I was, you know? So that's why in my program, that's the first thing we focus on. In my program, again, I always say you should take weight loss and wrap it in personal development. So my program is really less a weight loss program than it is a personal development program where you become the best version of you. And that best version is you at your goal weight as well. But there's also other focuses there where you're happier, you're healthier, um, your relationships improve, you start doing more hobbies, you start feeling more fulfilled. You know what I mean? Like these are the things you need to work on to, to also get the weight where you want it to be, you know? And then the self-image piece is part of it. So I get it as independent. That, that's a challenge, you know? Um, it's your self-image. So if you don't get my program, I guess the other thing you can do is read Psycho-Cybernetics. That's a great self-image book. You know, that, that'll help you with that, okay? Um, Julie says, I now love fruit and vegetables so much before it was love for junk. Yeah. Where's the program? Um, the program, if you want to find out about it, is, uh, again, click that link, go get the hypnosis session, and then watch that training. It's like I said, it's about 25 minutes, half hour. 
And um, if you get through that, you know, I talk about the program and um, I give you a special offer on it as well. And you can get started with it. And she says, yes, I love that about the program. So different from what we were told to do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yes, I get that at work. So many bad comments. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, people don't necessarily, it's weird. I mean, you become an outlier in one sense. I don't want to say this to freak you out, but it's just important to understand, you know, that you need to um, kind of do the inner work, you know, um, to really make this happen the way you want it to. Um, I've heard doctors on here talk about weight set point that our brain sets our weight. Um, and it's almost impossible to change it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So my take on the weight set point is I think of just like what I was saying, I think of it as a mental psychological thing. Um, yeah, it's discouraging, but it, it's, I don't think it's discouraging because I have a solution to it, you know, and I don't know what doctors are saying because first of all, it's not physical. We know that it's, it's fucking not physical. People lose weight all the time. Okay. And they don't stay there. So we know it's not physical. Right. And don't believe that bullshit. It makes me crazy. There's a lot of, you know, it, it's, there's so much bullshit and misinformation coming at us. Cause it drives me crazy. Cause they'll be like, Oh, when you lose weight, your body just wants you to gain the weight back. And what do they always use is the, they always use the biggest loser people, you know, who lose a ridiculous amount of weight in a very short period of time. And they measure them a year out, you know, and, and they do have leptin levels and, and resistance and all that stuff that does make it harder. Um, but at the same time, I don't know what kind of mindset the work they're doing either. Anyways, the point being, we know people can lose weight. So what's a weight set point? I think it's the self-image. Like I was just saying, I truly believe this. I believe that the, the number one thing affecting your weight, more important than your genetics, hormones, um, shit, even in your environment, um, your menopause, your diabetes, all of that stuff is your mindset. You know, And I think that a lot of people think of themselves as an overweight person. And that's, listen, your brain is a prediction machine. That's its most important job is to predict the future accurately so that we can survive. That's the main thing. Now, your subconscious mind wants to maintain the status quo because that allows you to predict things more accurately. As soon as we start doing weird shit and doing different stuff and things are unusual, it freaks our brain out. And even if it, it's a good thing. So I know you may not like being overweight but you're familiar and comfortable with it. You understand how to get through in the world as that version of you. I get people on all the time say, well, I'm the fat funny friend. Okay, that has become your identity. And so it's not just like you lose weight and look different. You now have to relate differently to the people in your life, relate differently to strangers. One of the main, re I'll, so I'll give you an example. One of the main reasons subconsciously women don't want to lose weight is they don't want the bullshit from the men. They don't want the attention. They don't want potential, um, you know, violence. You know what I mean? Attacks, any of that stuff. And so they use the weight as a protection method, you know? So, so this is part of that self-image um, because, so I help those women how, you know, we, we identify that and say, well, who do you want to be? Do you want to be a person who uses the weight to protect themselves? Or do you want to be a person who has the strategies, the mindset to be at your weight and feel secure? I'm not saying that's not a process because it is, but it's a process that's on a path of mastery. So you can do the things you want to do as opposed to what a lot of people are doing is they're just trying to fight against their subconscious mind. They're trying to fight against their self-image. You think of yourself as an overweight person and you try and consciously just say, no, we're not. We're going to eat like a thin person. And it feels like this never ending battle. There's a complete and total incongruence there. You know, and your subconscious mind's running your weight. It runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And, you know, they estimate we make 200 food decisions a day. That's not even identity decisions and, you know, um, ideas that we have. And so there's so much subconscious processing going on that's revolving around you imagining and thinking of yourself as an overweight person. So that's the weight set point to me. And so when doctors say that shit, it, it bothers me. And I'll tell you the difference. This is the difference for me. My, my background, the foundation of what I use to help people is a thing called neuro-linguistic programming. It's related to hypnosis. And there's a lot to it, but the, the core thing, the way what I think about it is, it's the science of role modeling. And the idea is that you find the people that are getting the results you want and you figure out how they think about things and what they do. And so I did this 30 years ago, I was 50 pounds heavier. And I began speaking to people that had lost weight and kept it off. And very quickly, I found out they thought completely different than the people I'd grown up around. You know, I always say like, there was a family friend of mine. He was a 400 pound comedian. The last 20 years of life, he lived in a wheelchair. This guy knew more about diets than anyone I've ever met in my life. He was starting a new diet every other week. Expensive diets. I mean, he was, he was committed. He would get into all the rest of it. 
He knew absolutely everything about dieting, but couldn't implement it, you know? And so when I began speaking to people that had actually done it, they'd actually done the thing that we all want to do, it was like night and day. And so my whole program is built around people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off. That's what I'm fascinated by, not losing weight. I don't give a shit if someone can lose a bunch of weight in a short period of time. I care how long people are able to keep it off and how easily they're able to maintain it. And that is the model I follow and that I teach people. This is why I've been able to live it the same way for 30 years without dieting. I, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Now, I even went into it with this, but I remember six years, seven years, I'd, been, I'd lost the weight and I kept it off. And all of a sudden I was driving around and I remember having the thought, what am I gonna do when I get older and put the weight on? I said, whoa, whoa, hold on. What? What did I just think? You see what I mean? And so it's like, it's a process. We're all our own best or worst hypnotists. And you're in your head talking to yourself 24 hours a day. It's called your internal dialogue. It is hypnotizing you to be at the weight you're at. And you need to change that internal dialogue to live at a different weight. Make it simple. And so that's one of those beliefs, one of those thoughts I caught. And if I didn't have this training, I would have never caught that. And I had millions of those beliefs. My dad, he died at 54 of a heart attack. He was an eater. I loved my dad more than anything. I wanted to be like him. And so one of the big things I had to change in order to master my weight is I had to give up the identity of an eater. And I'd ha- I was creating that because growing up, the easiest way to feel love and affection from him, and he was a great guy. So, I mean, he didn't care if I ate like him, but it was easy to get all that love and attention if I started eating weird shit. So as a kid, I was eating clams and lobsters and you know, all this unusual stuff because I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to be like dad, you know? And so and all of a sudden I'm 19 and I want to change this weight. Part of it was realizing um, I'm not going to be like him in that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, 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 it's more emotional than I'm making it sound. You know, it's kind of like the feeling of loss. It's like, well, I want to be like my dad. And I'm just giving you one example of what I'm talking about, right? But your, your self-image and how you identify as a person is dictating your weight. That's your weight set point. So fuck those doctors. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, sort of. Um, all this is what healthcare hasn't regards so long. That's why even weight loss surgery doesn't work. Yeah, exactly, Lisa. Yeah, you know that. And nurses know this. I, I, nurses are one of the top people in my programs because they see it every day. And this is the problem, right? The, the obesity conspiracies, the food companies, because they're making the most addictive products possible and, and marketing to you in, in shitty ways. Um, the diets, which are the food companies, right? You know this. The diet, Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products was owned by the same company that owned Onion Pretzels and Cinnabon. Slim Fast is owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. <laughs> so they're bullshit diets. They're not built to help you lose weight. They're built for you to restrict your calories intensely so you go back to eat more calories ultimately. And the third quality, is, is, is the third contributor to the obesity epidemic is um, the medical establishment. You know, now I love me some doctors and nurses. Okay. But the whole establishment's built on treating symptoms, not on finding cures. So don't expect your doctor to help you lose weight. They don't got nothing for you. You walk into that doctor's office, 150 pounds overweight, and you're going to get, yeah, you should probably lose some weight next. You know, they got nothing for you, you know? So again, who, who are you going to listen to? I had to create all this shit myself. I'm not lying. I mean, I, I read 50 books a year. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I'm obsessed with this stuff personally. And thank God, because no one really talks about the mindset piece of how to master your weight. It's very rare. No one's out there big doing it, you know? And so this is the core thing that's missing for you. You know, you, you do not have, you don't even know how to change your mindset. You never think about your mindset, you know? And so my program, I think there's three pillars of weight mastery. And I make the pyramid shape because to indicate the importance of each. Mindset is the foundational piece, the most important. Then lifestyle and then the eating strategies. And so my program is a workbook where you fill out, fill in the blank, your custom mindset, lifestyle, eating strategies so you can master your weight. You've got to come up with your own. You can't just have someone give you a meal plan and tell you how to eat. I always joke about this, like, would you let me tell you how to dress and what movies to watch, what music to listen to? But you're going to let me tell you how to eat in your life? You know, stop it, you know? So you got to take the time. This is the most serious area of your life because we're talking about life and death here. You know what I mean? Like, like, learn from me. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. I was nine years old. My brother was six. All of a sudden, my mom was a housewife, has a muffler shop, and two fucking kids. No idea what to do. Because he couldn't stop. <laughs> I'm not saying it was just the weight, but he was obese, unhealthy life. You know, greatest guy on the planet, too. So he's a good, good, good man. But he couldn't get control of the eating, you know? And so we're not talking about just looking good in a bathing suit. We're talking about how long you're going to live your life. And so I don't know what you think happens after you die. I don't know how many chances you think you get to go around. But if you think you get one, maybe you want to take it more seriously. 
You know, and you have to understand that you minimize the effects of the weight and the food you're eating because there's so much money being made off of you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. And so it's always minimized. Again, the best thing for you to reference is cigarettes in the 50s. You know, there was commercials. What this is the healthiest cigarette? Doctors on TV. This is Marholter's cigarette. You know, we're in the same spot with the food. You're looking at the spot and you're minimizing it to the point where you're, oh, can I, could I take the, uh, the diabetes medicine? Will that help me lose weight? <laughs> like we're, it's, it's, it's fucking insanity, but that's where we're at. So it's like it, it, the weight loss isn't just so you can look good in a bathing suit. It's so you can live long life and you can have a good quality of life. It's way serious shit we're talking about here. And it's just, people just don't think about it that way. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> this is my friend. That's how they started blending Mars bars. Oh my goodness. That was me they want this attention. Yeah. So crazy. How to avoid feeling deprived when you are in a calorie deficit. Um, again, you know, the easiest way to not feel deprived when you're in a calorie deficit is to not eat less food. It's to understand calorie density. Okay. So the secret to losing weight is not to see how long you can be starving for. The secret is to manage your hunger. So I get up within an hour of the day, I'm satisfied. And I maintain that satisfaction all day long. Because as soon as I'm really hungry, I eat like shit. I don't have some magical willpower, okay? I have fucking stellar strategies. So I wake up and I'm not, I, I eat something that satisfies me and I ride that through until the next time I start getting hungry. Then I eat more and then I'm pretty satisfied and then I go to the next meal and I'm satisfied and then I go to bed. And so I figured out a strategy to do that. It isn't rocket science. If you're trying to just starve yourself and eat as little as possible, you'll never, you'll never do it. Because what are you going to do? Think about it. When you starve yourself, every cell of your body starts screaming for nutrition. Your brain, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your nose, everything can, is getting tuned into food, right? You can see every single food in your vision. You can hear chip bags opening a mile away. You can smell you know, someone eating a, a brownie from the, the next street over. Good luck, dude. Good luck, good luck fighting against that. Let me know how it goes, you know? So again, start, look up calorie density and I'll, I'll just go that way. Volumetrics is a, is a diet concept that's built around that. Look that up. Because if you're feeling deprived, again, there's a bit of deprivation just changing our behavior. But if you're really, really hungry, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, um, yeah it's way harder for me to keep it off than to lose it. Yeah, of course, because think about this. You're, you, you never... <laughs> No one thinks about practicing to be thin. You just think like, I can just be a thin person starting tomorrow. And if you take a step back, you have two minds. It's really one mindset. You have a dieter mindset, which is a primarily an overweight mindset, right? So if you do nothing, you think, you don't think about thinking. You behave in a way where you're overweight, right? So if you just don't think about food and you don't do anything, it just turns out that your weight's up here, okay? Well, how does that happen? It's because you have an overweight mindset. But part of that overweight mindset is to be a dieter. And so you either all or nothing, right? So you go into your diet mode and I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. Just want to lose the weight. Just want to lose the weight. That's the mantra you got running through your head. And so you lose the weight and then you get to that goal weight. And now what do you do? You got no, there's no mindset. You have no mindset for maintaining your weight. So my program, it's not about weight loss. It's about getting to your goal weight and living the rest of your life there on near autopilot. You've never articulated that goal. Okay. And all you care about is losing weight. And so that's what you get. And so you lose the weight and then you're like, you start freaking out because all you know is weight loss. Even when you're overweight, all you think about, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Just wanna... Okay, I lost the weight. What do we do now? Um, uh, Nature abhors a vacuum. Your mind abhors a vacuum. And all you do is focus on weight loss and you lose the weight and then you got a vacuum and you don't know what to do. So guess what you do? You put the weight back up so you can get back into a comfortable place. Oh, oh I hate this weight. I got to lose the weight. I got to lose the weight. Lose the weight. Then you lose it. Uh, you know, that's why it's part of it. What's your favorite cheap food or treat? Um, I, I love bananas. I eat a lot of bananas, um, apples. Um, if you're talking treats, like, like treats, um, I like jelly beans. I mean, I like cooking. I like all, all the bullshit. You know what I mean? So, so again, cheap food, um, it, it just depends if you're talking healthy or not. I just made a video on that. The, the, the idea that it's more expensive to eat healthy than, than unhealthy is bullshit. You know, totally bullshit. You know, it's more enjoyable to eat unhealthy, cheap food. You know, I'll give you that. You know, like, like my cheap, healthy food is not nearly as tantalizing as McDonald's or Doritos. So I'll give you that. But um, in terms of money to money, you know, I'll put my, my brown rice and beans up against your McDonald's all day long. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, you want to go with me with that? You want to compare what I spend on apples all week compared to what you spend on fucking chips and ice cream? Right? And especially now, I mean, this stuff's expensive. 
I don't know how people, I think about that. Cause I'm like, okay, let's just say, you know, let's just say your, your extra weight is 700 calories a day, you know, that, that you got to consume to maintain your extra weight that put a price on that. I mean, Jesus, that's 700 calories now could be, you know, 10, $15, $20 a day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's getting expensive to be overweight, you know? Um, oh, not the bananas. <laughs> I didn't do that. I just said, I like them. I could say that again. I, uh, I lose weight, then panic wondering how to keep it off. Seriously, it gets depressing. No, I get that, Janice. I, I, I totally, totally get that. That's, I'm glad you're saying that though. Cause no one thinks that. Cause I, they, I'll tell you like, you know what pisses people off is when they're, they're, they're dieting or losing weight. And I say, what are you going to do when you get your goal weight? No, no, I, I'll, pff, that Jim, please. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that when I got to deal with that, but give me a break. I just want to get there. You know, you just think like, I don't know how many times you can do this to yourself without realizing it, but how many times can you get to your goal weight without realizing that as you get close to that goal weight, you start freaking out. I mean, it's every time. It's because it's like a total different reality to you. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, you can't make sense of it because you think you just want to lose weight so much and you do consciously, but subconsciously all of a sudden being a thin, healthy person feels like lots of pressure. It's weird. It feels uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar. And, and I, until you appreciate that, you won't even get what we're doing in, in program yourself thin, which is getting used to it's practicing being a thin, healthy person right from day one so that you're familiar and comfortable with being that person before the, the physical part changes. You think you're going to, again, you have an outside in approach. I got an inside out approach. You think you're going to lose the weight and that's going to make you into a thin person inside. Even though it never fucking works, you just keep on believing that. Take a step back and reflect on that. I think you need to become a thin person inside first. I think you got to think like a thin person. You have to feel like a thin person. You have to behave like a thin person. And then you become a thin person. And to do those things, you have to practice it. And to practice it, you need to have a consistent ritual to practice it. Akin to like brushing your teeth. You can't just clean your teeth really good one once a month. You've got to clean them every day. You just got to commit to that, you know? And so my, my program is a two-minute technique you use every day to practice being a thin person, to practice acting like a thin person. You've got no strategy for that. You just think you're going to lose the weight and then just magically be a thin person. Even though it's never happened, you just think somehow it's magically going to happen in the future. I don't know why <laughs> you'd have to answer that, but... I could just point it out to you is all I can do. Do you believe in calorie banking, like saving calories during weekdays and eating more on weekends? I do believe in that. Um, I, in, in the program, I, I like to advocate a 5-2 plan. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And um, I think that's really important because having those pleasure days is really important. The second you say, I'm just going to start my plan and be perfect until I reach my goal weight. Uh, good luck. Good luck. You know, um, Fastest way to get me to eat sugar and shitty food is that I can never eat it again but I don't do that. I know I can eat whatever I want on the weekends, you know? So I don't feel any deprivation. I just feel like I'm just pushing it off for a little while, which by the way, scientifically is the most proven technique. They've studied this. They had people say different things when they had cravings. What works best? I'll have it later, pushing it off. And there's a lot of reasons why dopamine related that, that make that happen. But then most importantly is at the end of the two days, I get back on track. And that's the most important thing you have to work on. Again, you don't think this way because you think all or nothing, but I think all or something. And so the most important skill you need to master to master your weight is the ability to get back on track fast when you make a mistake. Because guess what? You're gonna make lots of fucking mistakes. <laughs> you know? So my program's built around you making lots of mistakes and then each day making less and less mistakes. Your program's built on you magically making no mistakes tomorrow until you reach your goal weight. So we'll see which one. <laughs> Um, works that way. Um, I saw that video you made was helpful as all of all of your videos. Not sure which one you made referring to. Um, five bananas are one pound. Yeah, right. Bananas don't cost too much. I didn't mean to say cheap. I meant to say treat. Oh, got you, got you. Um, yeah, treats. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I like an ice cream cookie sandwich last night. You know, that's not a normal. I don't. Again, my five days of clean. Which I want to make that point. Th that's the intention. The intention is to eat clean. It doesn't mean it always happens, but I don't freak out. I'm not all or nothing. So because I had an ice cream sandwich, I had like an ice cream sandwich thing with cookie ice cream sandwich, you know, chip witches, you know, I had one of those and then I ate some gummy snakes after that, but I'm not falling apart today because I got structure and I know how to get back on track fast. You know, it's not the binge that's the problem primarily. It's what happens after the binge for you, you know, but, um, yeah, so treats, I don't know. I mean, I like, I, 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 try, I eat treats typically on the weekend. So, so I want to make that clear. I eat pretty clean during the week, you know? And, and that's, again, it's unusual for me that last night. Usually I have a, maybe a couple squares of chocolate, 
you know, is a common um, dessert I'd have. Um, on the weekend, it's anything. I mean, like cookies, brownies, donuts, muffins, cake, ice cream. I don't eat all of that. I want to be clear about that. But I'll eat any of those types of things. So I eat all the same stuff as everyone else, you know. Um, what's your education? I actually have a degree in finance and investments. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, all this stuff started happening when I was 19. I was going in to get my degree for that. And um, it's funny. So, so now I'm here, but now, so now I'm a certified master hypnotherapist, NLP trainer, yoga instructor, strategic coach. Um, and then I just been doing this stuff, you know, you know, 5,000 private weight loss sessions. That's the real education, to be honest. Um, <laughs> cookie dough or dildo. <laughs> yeah. I always like when people trick me into saying dildo. Um, then people have, should have a different mindset. Cheeseburgers and fries. I'm a vegetarian. So, um, I don't eat cheeseburgers, but I eat veggie burgers, you know, if that counts. Um, <laughs> yeah, Vicky. Yeah, you, you, you've worked. Vicky's good. She's she's helped me with that one. I've called myself a hypnotherapist because it is more accurate. I've always said hypnotist for certain reasons, but um, it really is. It is hypnotherapy because I really, I work with people using hypnosis to move them past stuff. So it's not just hypnosis. So thank you for that, Vicky. Um, but yeah, cheeseburgers and fries, no, but I would eat veggie burger and fries, you know, Um yeah. Again, I, I think it's important. This is me personally. You have to make your own decisions, but I'm a big fan of not restricting any foods completely because I think anytime you restrict something completely, I can't have it at all. You build up, it's, it's called paradoxical intention. Um, you know, and, and so it kind of comes back at you, you know? And, um, so, so I don't restrict anything. I just push it off to the weekend. I compress it, you know, and, um, that helps, you know? Um, yeah, it worked. I crave healthy food. Yep. Yeah. Jill, Jill's been doing great. Yeah. Again, in the program, because my program, it's all about, you know, generating the mindset that's going to support everything that you know you should do. Because again, your main problem is that you don't know what to do. It's that you can't get yourself to do it. You know, so I always joke, you know, what would be more helpful to you? You know, a, a book this big of every nutritional information of every food on the planet or a little pill that when you took it, you just automatically ate the way you know you want to. Right. And obviously it's the pill. And so you're never going after that solution though, you know, with your weight loss, you're always chasing the next plan, you know, the next strategy. Problem is you can't keep yourself doing it. You know, all the plans work if you follow them, all the diets work if you follow them to the letter, you know, problem is you can't do it. You don't want to do it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just as we need someone like you in here, Finland too. I know it's funny. Yeah. Finland and America, we always think like we're, we're the only ones with, with weight issues, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, all the countries having problems and it's no surprise. I mean, they're making the most addictive foods possible. You know what I mean? Like, again, it's, it's the cigarettes, they're food cigarettes is a good way to think about it. And, um, it's difficult for anyone to control themselves around it, especially with the, with the wrong mindsets, you know, which most people have. So, um, all right, everyone gonna get out of here. And, uh, if you want to go further with this and you, you should do this is if you've never used hypnosis or if you've done hypnosis before, I can almost guarantee you this is a different, type of hypnosis. So you can get a free hypnosis session, click that link in my bio, um, get that hypnosis session. And then there's a training three steps to master your weight. Okay. So, um, watch that again. It'll give you a different paradigm, a different structure of understanding of how to master your weight. It can be very eye opening. And, um, you know, if you're serious at all about your weight, you know, it, it'd be worth that half hour of your time. And then, um, yeah, if, if it makes any sense, you know, like, like obviously you should join the program too. That, that's the, the big step for you. But regardless, even if you don't, there's a lot of value there. Again, my mission is to help you whether you join the program or not, okay? So um, do your part, take the action and go watch that, listen to that, okay? Get it going. Um, yeah, cruise ships, yeah, they'll do that. And uh, yeah, you're the best good catch. I appreciate you saying that, Lisa. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, watch the videos. I always put new videos up. I've got a bunch of them coming up today that I just did. So um, go check those out. Uh, podcast is Program Yourself Then on all the all the platforms. Um, YouTube is Jim Katsoulis. And I have another TikTok that's Jim Katsoulis as well. So all right, everyone, have a super day. We'll talk soon. Bye.